Welcome back to Midnight at the Movies. Alright, so I just finished the final season of Twin Peaks, titled Twin Peaks The Return, which came out in 2017, directed by David Lynch, 25 years after the original series, plus Firewalk With Me. So let's uh, let's get started, man. There's a lot that I'm going to try to cover. I'm not going to, you know, recap the whole series or anything, but I do, I wrote some notes down as I was watching it, just little things I wanted to talk about. So there will be some spoilers in here, so I recommend listening to this if uh, you've seen it already, and it's been out for a little bit, so most of you who clicked on this have probably seen it, or if you don't care about spoilers, then come on in and let's let's get started. All right, so first off, overall, I loved it. I loved this season three, Twin Peaks, The Return, whatever you want to call it. I think this has to be my favorite out of all of the Twin Peaks stuff or content or whatever you want to call it. So, you know, apparently David Lynch had complete creative control over the entirety of Twin Peaks The Return. And I feel like you can really tell that he was able to finally make the show he wanted to make. That's not to say that the first two seasons in Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me weren't good because they were great especially for the time that they were released but as i say in my review for seasons one and two there was a lot of filler a lot of really stupid plot lines that really didn't go anywhere and really didn't add anything to the show and they were just really stupid and i feel like there's a lot less and close to zero possibly filler in twin peaks the return in my opinion. It's kind of hard to explain, but I feel like this uh, this new season, it's like a mix between the old Twin Peaks and something new that we've never seen before that's very exciting and fun to watch and interesting. And again, not that the original wasn't interesting, but there's a lot more in here that I was really gravitating towards. And it really allowed David Lynch to get weird. Like, this is the David Lynch that I know and love, with classic elements of the original series thrown in there. You know? You've got, uh, basically, you know, three plot lines going on at the same time. Three stories that are being told. You've got the Buckhorn, uh, what is it, South Dakota or something, with the whole murder of Ruth, and then they find Major Briggs's body. And you've got, you know, David Cole and Albert investigating all of that stuff. You've got Dougie and all the Las Vegas stuff. And then you've got Twin Peaks with the original cast of characters for the most part. And then they all start to converge. But before I dive into all that, I should have said this first, I guess. But, you know, after watching season one, season two, Firewalk With Me, and then jumping right into The Return all uh, binge-watching one after another. It really feels like 
and again, I this is all speculation on my part. I'm sure the answer is out there. I just haven't really done any research. But it does feel like season two ended on the cliffhanger, and they planned on picking it back up there for uh, a season three, but maybe it got canceled or discontinued or whatever the term is for that. And so David Lynch probably had to kind of rework things for this uh, return story-wise and all that to make sense happening 25 years later. And, you know, season two left off with Evil Cooper, you know, Cooper being being taken over by Bob. And that's the last thing we see is Cooper, Evil Cooper now, banging his head against the mirror and he sees Bob's reflection. And so this one picks up 25 years later where Evil Cooper is this long-haired cowboy-type badass guy. And no one really, like in the Twin Peaks or any of that, no one really knows where he went. He kind of just disappeared once Bob took over. And I'm okay with that. I like it. I like how they picked up from the season two. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to, like I said, recap the whole thing, but I'm just going to kind of go through my notes. So the Dougie stuff, when they're in Las Vegas with Dougie and all that, it it kind of got old, you know, Dougie being a mentally retarded version of Cooper for whatever reason, I guess since Evil Cooper was still in the world, it limited somehow Cooper's or Dougie's mental capacity. I don't know. There's a lot about this show that even though I loved it, I still have no clue what the hell happened. But that's my understanding of Dougie, or I don't know. But I I liked it. It had a lot of good comedic moments with Dougie that I enjoyed. It did get a little bit old, but for the most part, it kind of stayed in there a little bit. And we got a bunch of cameos. And I really loved all these cameos that happened. Uh, So first of all, (laughs) we have Michael Sarah playing Wally, Andy and Lucy's son, who shows up for a little scene. (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. We got Jim Belushi. I love Jim Belushi. I've been a fan of his since uh, his TV show, According to Jim. And he plays, uh, you know, one of the Belushi brothers, the casino guys. We got Ethan Sue Play in there for a minute. We got David Koechner playing one of the uh, police officers or whatever. Tim Roth and that other lady. Can't remember her name, but she's in some stuff these days. And I felt like there was also the right amount of fan service. You know, they... They connect or finish off, to some degree, some of the storylines from Twin Peaks from a while back. You know, we get to catch up with some of the old characters, which I really liked. But there wasn't too much of that to detract from the main storyline, which is Dougie, Evil Cooper, and Gordon Cole, and all of that trifecta. But, you know, we get to see that Bobby and Shelly have a kid. We get to see the Log Lady... The sheriff's department has expanded, and they have some newer, younger officers now. And, you know, of course, Frank Truman is now the sheriff, Harry Truman's brother, played by uh, Robert Forrester, who is amazing. We also get to see Big Ed and um, Norma, their relationship. And all that stuff. And I, f- I just, I love how uh, they sprinkled some of that in there. But it didn't take up a lot of the show, you know. We got a little bit of Audrey as well. Now this, this show is so complicated. 
I I don't really feel like I'm going to go in too deep on a lot of these theories and stuff surrounding it. It's definitely something I'm going to continue to think about, and I'm definitely going to go look up some videos and try to find some of the hidden meanings throughout the show. And I feel like that's kind of what David Lynch does really well here, is he's, he's a director that definitely does not feed the audience. He does not spoon-feed them. He does not spoon-feed you information. You know, there's a scene um, in the end, in episode 18, where uh, Laura Palmer, uh, Cooper, goes to Laura Palmer's house, and there's that little uh, little unicorn above the fireplace. I, I think it's a unicorn. It's either a unicorn or a white horse, but it's one that I think she and her mom, Sarah Palmer, saw in Visions in the original series. But instead of showing you the unicorn above the fireplace and then flashing back to those scenes, you know, he he just doesn't do that. Where I feel like most directors would be like, okay, we got to remind them that there was a white horse unicorn in the older episodes. So I, I applaud him for not spoon feeding us. Now I want to talk about uh, some of the special effects. Now... I don't know if it was a budget issue or what, but some of the special effects were not that great. Some of them were not that great, but it still worked. Even though they're not what we're used to, they were very unique, and they worked really well in regards to the tone of Twin Peaks. But I was not too happy with episode 17 and the conclusion with Evil Cooper and all that. You know, and the other parts of the special effects that didn't turn out that great, I, I, I was still okay with it, you know. It did, like I said, kind of have a unique flavor, and the story was so good, it really doesn't... Like, okay, I feel like if the story is good, the special effects can be lacking a little bit, and it's okay. If the story is horrible, but the special effects are amazing, it's not that great. If the story is horrible and the special effects are horrible... You've got a shit movie. And I, I don't know. I think, uh, I definitely think David Lynch got away with it. But episode 17, which is kind of like the big pinnacle, the big conclusion, the big, uh, the big, I don't, I don't, I don't want to call it a battle, but I just felt like it didn't look that great. But we'll get back to that, the ending here in a minute. Um, additionally, the slow-mo. Has David Lynch not figured out how the hell to do slow-mo now? It's so choppy. I can't tell if that's like his style that he's going with or he just never figured it out and just decided it's my style now. Not the biggest deal. I'm probably uh, being very nitpicky on that one. Moving on to the roadhouse scenes. Now, there are several episodes that end at the roadhouse in Twin Peaks showing off band performances. And I am not sure if this is like David Lynch's way of showing off some of the bands that he likes, or just adding a little bit of atmosphere to the show, or something unique. And I don't know, it, it kind of worked for me, to be honest. I actually kind of liked it. It was an interesting way of ending some of, or most of, the episodes. Now, sometimes he would have little storylines happening in the bar, and I'm not sure how some of those tied into the plot. There are some stuff in general that I don't know how it ties into the overall plot, but for the most part, he was pretty on cue, as I said earlier. There wasn't too much filler, and I liked that. 
All right, now let's uh, let's get back to the ending of the entire show, and then I'll wrap this thing up. So in episode 17, which is basically where the show ends, with Evil Cooper being shot by Harry, not Harry, Frank Truman, and then the real Cooper shows up, and, and then, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, what the hell is his name? Why am I going blank? The motorcycle guy... James, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how I forgot about James, or what his name was, anyway, James and the other guy show up, the green glove guy, Frankie, I think his name was, it's like, Frankie, this is your destiny, and then he beats up Bob, who is like a, a meteorite that's floating around the room, and that's the part that I felt like looked pretty, pretty bad, especially when it was attacking Frankie when he's on the ground, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, this looks horrible. And then, you know, I felt like it just kind of resolved really quickly. And then, you know, we got some answers for for some stuff, but I don't know. It just didn't feel that great. And even going into episode 18, like, I do like how Cooper kind of saves Laura Palmer from being murdered back in time somehow. And then I guess going back to present day and then going to Odessa and taking her to try to see her mom. And then it ends with her screaming. But I'm not really sure what the point of that was. I guess because her mom was kind of devastated that she had died. Although since he went back in time to save her from being murdered, doesn't that mean she lived her whole life not being murdered? But instead, she didn't even know that she was Laura Palmer. I don't know. That's where it gets kind of kind of confusing for me. So it was interesting, but I don't know. I felt like the meat of everything was earlier in the season, the parts that I really enjoyed. And, you know, th- there's no perfect way to wrap it up anyway. And, you know, I feel like David Lynch, is, he gave us enough uh, enough answers to where if you really want, you can go back in the show and everything probably makes sense. You know, he's kind of a director that does that where you watch it once, you have no clue what the hell happened. You know, you go online, you do a little research, you figure out, okay, this is a symbol for this. This happened then, which led to this. Point A to point B to C to A again. You know, you kind of connect the dots and then you go back and watch it again and it makes more sense. With that being said, I don't think I'm going to go rewatch all this because it was just way too much. It was awesome to watch the entire Twin Peaks, but, you know, it's a lot to binge watch, for me at least. I might go back and watch The Return a few months from now. Who knows? But overall, I really liked it. I liked The Return probably the most out of the whole thing, like I said. Even though Season 1 and Season 2 were amazing on their own, and Firewalk With Me I also enjoyed. Man, if you haven't watched this, give it a shot. I'm definitely glad I I got into it. It was definitely one of the more unique uh, viewing experiences I've had probably since Breaking Bad, honestly. When I was watching the show, Twin Peaks The Return, specifically, I was thinking in my head, like, this is really, like, I'm getting into this like I was getting into Breaking Bad, where you're, like, on the edge of your seat, you can't wait to find out what happens next. When the episode ends, you're immediately going to the next one. One of the nights I was watching this, it was like 2 a.m. I was going to go to bed, but the episode just ended. And I was like, I got to go for one more. And so I did. 
it's really that kind of show, and I loved it. That's about all I've got to say about it. Um, you know, I could probably do a whole nother episode on theories and all that stuff, but I think I'm just going to leave it here. I pretty much said all I need to say. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. I hope you liked this episode. I hope it's not too long, but I hope it's also long enough to where you guys feel like I covered it in depth enough, especially for those of you who are fans of the show. But thank you, and I will see you in the next one. Peace out.